Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Dynasty Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Evans. You can find me on Twitter at CoreyEvansNFL, at DynastyDudePod, or online at the DynastyDude.com, which has updated rookie and blended startup rankings for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Before we get into this week's show, we had one five-star review for the podcast. It was by, I hope this is not taken, 1386897. It was titled Informative and to the Point. It read, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I really love to see this one pop up. Most podcasts, especially about fantasy football, are full of nonsense and fillers, which can be fun, but I often find myself just wishing they would just get to the point. With this podcast, you get good, informative, interesting dynasty opinions, and you get to move on with the rest of your day. Keep up the good work. Much appreciated for that kind review. Please keep them coming. Episode 114 of the show is titled Rookie Draft Gems. That's rounds two to five. I'm going to discuss the most valuable players to target in your middle rounds of Dynasty Rookie Drafts for the 2018 season. As you might recall, last week I revealed my top 12 rookies for 2018, and that's the bread and butter of this class. But where Dynasty owners thrive and win leagues is the middle rounds of Rookie Drafts, finding those hidden gems. Hence why I want to dedicate an entire episode to that exact topic. So I'm going to go by rounds 2, 3, 4, and 5. And that's how most dynasty leagues are structured. Five rounds of rookie draft. I know some, depending on league size, might go 3, 4. But for the most part, 5 is your standard dynasty league. And keep in mind that there are a ton of players that could have been included in this episode. But these are the ones that I think, based on I already have had 3 rookie drafts and I have a good pulse of ADP. These are the ones that really stand out to me and I believe the community as just screaming values in these given rounds. So the second round of rookie drafts, after the first round, the top tier talent might be gone. But however, there are two names I think that could produce a return elite value, that being first round talent in the second round rookie drafts. And first, it's no surprise, it's Dante Pettis. I alluded to him last week and I'm a big fan. I'm planting my flag on him as one of my cornerstone pieces of this rookie class. He was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. He is six foot one, 186 pounds. He went to Washington and was a second round pick 
by the 49ers. He's only 22 years old. His best college season came in 2016, where he caught 53 balls for 822 yards and 15 touchdowns. So the receptions and overall yardage weren't anything to write home about, but 15 touchdowns. We can potentially see Pettis' ceiling in the NFL in a similar regard because even though he's only 6'1", 186, he plays bigger than his size. And I believe could be not only a vertical field structure, but a red zone option for Jimmy Garoppolo. And because of that, I certainly want shares, as I indicated last week. What is Pettis' overall fantasy outlook, and why is he worth an early second-round pick, perhaps even first-round pick, in dynasty redrafts? Well, alone in the fact that San Francisco traded up and forfeited the 59th and 74th picks to secure Pettis in the second round speaks volumes and they needed to bolster the wide receiver depth because it's only Pierre Garcon, Marquise Goodwin, Trent Taylor. There's not a lot of worthwhile pieces or legitimate weapons in that offense for Jimmy Garoppolo to utilize. Dante Pettis could be and fill that void. Also, Dante Pettis returned nine punts for a touchdown in his four-year college career at Washington. That's an NCAA record, and you have to believe that he's going to see the field as both a punt returner, potentially kick returner, and of course, wide receiver. And I know a few of my dynasty leagues actually reward individual points for a kickoff return or a punt return for a touchdown. So if you own Pettis and your scoring format is similar, then he is no doubt worth at least a high end, if not back end of the first round pick in dynasty rookie drafts. The other second round pick that I am really excited to grab shares of in that range of ADP is Michael Gallup, the wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. He's six foot one, 205 pounds. He attended Colorado State and is a third round selection in the NFL draft. He's only 22 years old. His best college season came in 2017, where he caught 94 receptions for 1,345 yards and seven touchdowns. It is also important to note that he did manage to score 14 receiving touchdowns the season for that in 2016. So although his overall peripheral and total reception numbers, both yardage and actual catches, were better in 2017, he doubled his TD output the season before. So he's a prolific receiver at the collegiate level. Colorado State is not a prestigious school, so he kind of went under the radar. What's Gallup's fantasy outlook? Well, he has an excellent opportunity to become the wide receiver one in Dallas with Des Bryant on the picture. In addition to Jason Witten's recent announcement of retirement from the NFL, Alan Hearns, Terrence Williams, and Cole Beasley are Gallup's main sources of competition, but GM Jerry Jones has already come out and stated that the rookie could start week one, and I believe it. You allocate a third-round pick to this receiver, you only have Alan Hearns, Terrence Williams, and Cole Beasley, two of which, Williams and Beasley, are middling options. Alan Hearns could be the one on this team, but realistically, it's going to be Gallup eventually especially if he's able to develop a strong rapport with Dak Prescott through OTAs, rookie minicamp. I think the future is bright for Gallup, and in the second round of redrafts, he is a phenomenal selection. All right, move to the third round now. The first player I want to discuss is Dallas Goddard, tight end, Philadelphia Eagles. He's six foot five, 256 pounds. He attended South Dakota State and was a second-round selection in the NFL draft. He's 24 years old, a bit older for a rookie tight end. Not concerned about it, though, because the position naturally takes time to acclimate from both college to the NFL. And look at Zach Ertz, his teammate. He hasn't really shined or flourished until he was 26-27, so I'm not too concerned about his age. Goddard's best college season came in 2016, where he accrued 92 receptions for 1,293 yards and 11 touchdowns. Those are wide receiver-type numbers out of a tight end. Unbelievable output. Listen, if you've tuned into this podcast over the past few months, you know that I was a big Dallas Goddard fan pre-draft. In fact, I touted him as a premier talent in this year's class, but I have to admit, landing in Philadelphia was less than ideal for his short-term fantasy value and potential contributions. He figures to fill Trey Burton's old role behind Zach Ertz, which will limit his ceiling as a rookie. However, long-term, I think it's a phenomenal landing spot, particularly if Zach Ertz eventually tests free agency or 
We've seen it before, becomes injured, so he has durability issues. Goddard could fill that role, no doubt about it. He has a talent to do so. A quick note on Goddard. He logged 65% of his snaps in line and 33% in the slot or out wide in his final season in 2017 at South Dakota State, meaning he can play anywhere you want him to. And I believe that's going to really benefit the Eagles and Goddard's fantasy value in the long term because there's no reason for Philadelphia to allocate this draft capital, second round pick and a tight end, unless they think they can use him in multiple capacities, multiple facets, that being a tight end, wide receiver, and blocker. God is going to be on the field and deserves, I think, at least a third round pick, if not second round pick, or he drafts, and he's sliding because of his landing spot. But talent trumps landing spot for the most part, and I'm willing to bet on Goddard Services returning borderline elite value because the tight end position is so weak in fantasy in the long term. He's worth the investment. Don't let him slide in your draft. Another name I want to discuss in the third round is none other than Traquan Smith, wide receiver out of the New Orleans Saints. He is 6'2", 203 pounds. He attended UCF in college and was a third round selection in the NFL draft. I could not find his age anywhere online, so that remains to be seen. His best college season in 2017, he posted 54 receptions for 1,082 yards and 13 touchdowns. Receptions are a bit lackluster, but yardage, over 1,000 yards and 13 scores. Double digits in that regard, great to see. What is Smith's outlook in fantasy? Out of the gate, he's going to have to compete for snaps with Ted Ginn, but very well could be his long-term replacement as a lethal deep threat. We see that he has the big playability, tested really well at the Combine, and there's no surprise that Smith was a third-round pick. He's slipping in rookie drafts, and I'm shocked because Michael Thomas, his teammate, did as well, and he is now one of the most valuable assets in all of Dynasty. I don't see a similar career path for Smith, but whenever the Saints allocate a pick in the NFL draft, we have to take note in fantasy. Recently, as I said, Michael Thomas, how about Alvin Kamara? Smith is going to be a very nice value in the third round, should be potentially a back end of the second round pick. And because of landing spot, he should be drafted higher than he currently is. But because the team already has a de facto wide receiver one and also Mark Ingram and Kamara in the backfield, he's starting to be overlooked a bit. But I think that we have to take note and capitalize on the fact that he is in a perfect system for fantasy purposes and is a fantastic value right now in dynasty rookie drafts. And one last name that I think is worth mentioning in the third round based on ADP and drafts is John Kelly, the running back on the Los Angeles Rams. He's 5'10", 260 pounds, attended Tennessee in his collegiate days. He was a six-round pick. He slid much farther than everyone anticipated in the NFL draft community. Nonetheless, Kelly is 21 years old. His best college season came in 2017 when he took over the reins for Alvin Kamara. He posted a 189-7789 rushing line and a 37-299-0 receiving line. Proved that he could be a dual-purpose back at both the collegiate and perhaps professional level. However, many teams did not seem to think that Kelly could fit that bill. No doubt he will try to prove them wrong, but nonetheless, what is his fantasy outlook? Kelly figures to own little to no standalone value. That is fairly obvious with Todd Gurley in the picture with the Rams. However, he is a must-own asset for Todd Gurley owners and perhaps one of the most important handcuffs to stash in all of Dynasty in LA's high-octane offense. Of course, if he makes the actual roster, and that's still a big if at this point because he was a sixth-round pick, and that doesn't always translate to making an NFL team. But if he does, you have to believe that he is a really nice player to select in the third round of drafts as a potential handcuff because if Gurley were to go down he's had durability woes in the past then John Kelly a prolific inside the tackle runner and he's played on film multiple times in his college career at Tennessee could instantly become an RB1 or RB2 at worst in fantasy circles making him worth the selection at this point a quick note though remarkably 27% of Kelly's career rushing attempts at Tennessee in college went for no gain or negative yardage and that's a stat that I found 
that really blew my mind. That's incredibly inefficient, and you have to believe that a lot of NFL scouts, GMs, front offices took note of that and studied his game film to find holes in what otherwise looked good on paper. And because of that, I believe that could be an indication of why he slipped to the sixth round. He's worth the selection, tamper expectations, but if Todd Gurley were to go down, Kelly would have a chance to become fantasy relevant. In the fourth round of rookie drafts, I am targeting a few players as well. First and most notably, Jamon Moore, wide receiver at the Green Bay Packers. He is six foot three, 207 pounds out of Missouri, a fourth round selection in the NFL draft. He is 22 years old. His best college season came back in 2017 with 60 catches for 1,017 yards and 10 touchdowns. A very solid receiving line there. What is Moore's fantasy outlook? With Jordy Nelson now in Oakland, Moore will have a massive opportunity to assert himself in one of the best and most friendly passing attacks in all of fantasy football under the direction of Aaron Rodgers. Devonta Adams, Jimmy Graham, and Randall Cobb all own entrenched roles on offense, but it is conceivable that Moore will become Aaron Rodgers' third or fourth target in the passing game with an 85th percentile spark score to his name. And even though a three or four option on an NFL team really isn't that fantasy relevant, it absolutely is in Green Bay because at one point that's where both Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb started and look at them both now. The same career path or arc could happen for Jamon Moore because there's a size to be relevant 6'3", 207 as both a possession and red zone receiver. Josh Adams is next on my list, running back. He is on the Philadelphia Eagles, 6'2", 213 pounds, attended Notre Dame. He was a UDFA or an undrafted free agent, somehow did not hear his name called at the NFL draft itself, and I was surprised by that. Nonetheless, he's 21 years old. His best college season came in 2017 with a 191, 1386-9 rushing line and a 1082 receiving line. What is the fantasy outlook for Josh Adams as a rookie in fantasy football? On the surface, Philadelphia's backfield rotation of Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement, and Darren Sproles could spell trouble for Adams as a rookie. However, all three of them at some point in the career, especially Jay Ajayi with the degenerative knee issue, Darren Sproles, who we thought was going to retire coming back, have had durability issues. And because of that, if Adams cracks this roster and makes the team, he is an ideal and perfect taxi squad stash in dynasty formats because he has the skill set, the tools to become a lead back in the NFL. There are just some holes in his game that need to be refined. Keep in mind, Adams led the nation in 2017 in college with 5.2 yards after contact per rush, showcasing his big playability and burst in the process. And as I've mentioned multiple times in this show when I was touting Adams in the offseason process, I'm a big Notre Dame fan and I've watched Josh Adams each and every game that he's played in college and his skill set reminded me of DeMarco Murray and in his prime, Murray was an RB1 on an annual basis. Now I'm not asserting that Josh Adams is going to be an RB1 in the same regard in fantasy football, but he has the potential, the ceiling to do so and he keeps slipping. I just had one of my other drafts finish up in the fourth round. Josh Adams went at 412. If you can get him in that range, absolute steal. Even if he doesn't make the team, he's bound to surface somewhere at some point in his NFL career at only 21 years of age. One last name to mention in the fourth round, it's Kiki Kuti, I believe. I have heard his name pronounced QD Kuti. I'm going to call him Kiki for the purposes of this podcast. Wide receiver, Houston Texans, 5'10", 181 pounds, attended Texas Tech, and that school just happens to build and groom slot receivers, most notably Wes Welker. Could Kiki be the next in line? Potentially. He's a fourth-round selection in the NFL draft, only 21 years old. His best college season came in 2017 with an 82-12-42-9 receiving line. Incredible numbers across the board there. What is Kiki's fantasy outlook? I think it's important to note that Houston had little to no draft capital after allocating so much to secure Deshaun Watson last season that it speaks volumes of the franchise elected to draft Kiki with one of their first selections in the fourth round when they have a solid group of wide receivers. 
the team then clearly wanted to upgrade at slot receiver and I think that Kiki should blend in well alongside DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller as an explosive lid lifter role who could also become the possession receiver in this offense with arguably one of the most talented signal callers in all of the NFL and football in Deshaun Watson. So I want shares of Kiki at this price and I think that although he might have a low volume impact in fantasy, he's worth rostering even if it means stashing him on your taxi squad and dynasty formats. And finally, the fifth round of rookie drafts. I have two names that I've been targeting that continue to slip but are considerably strong values. First of which is Richie James, who I've tied on this podcast quite a bit. Wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. He's 5'10", 183 pounds, attended Middle Tennessee, seventh round pick in the NFL draft. He's 22 years old. His best college season came in 2016 with 105 receptions for 1,625 yards and 12 touchdowns unbelievable output what is Richie James's fantasy outlook despite being a seventh round selection in the NFL draft James is worth a flyer I'm telling you right now in rookie drafts under the direction of Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco it's a similar narrative you can make for James that I have also made for Dante Pettis San Francisco desperately needs wide receiver talent talent in general on this roster and both Pettis and James fit the bill James figures to be used in space and as a path to snaps if he's able to make the team due to the 49ers limited offensive skill position players. I see a similar Taylor Gabriel-ish role where Kyle Shanahan utilized him in Atlanta or perhaps even Tyreek Hill. Richie James has that similar skill set. He's not as strong. He only had six bench press reps at the combine. However, he wins in space and Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in utilizing and maximizing talent. And as a result, I want shares of Richie James at next to no cost, basically free in dynasty formats. And then how about Darius Fountain, wide receiver on the Indianapolis Colts, 6'1", 210 pounds, attended Northern Iowa, a fifth round selection in the NFL draft itself. He's 22 years old. His best college season came in 2017 with a 66, 943, 12 receiving line. What's his fantasy outlook? Fountain landed in an ideal spot for fantasy purposes as T.Y. Hilton is the only, the lone wide receiver with a secure role on offense. Who knows? Chester Rogers, Deion Kane. Ryan Grant, there are a laundry list of names with no certainty to, first of all, make the team or second of all, contribute outside of Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. So even though Fountain was not invited to the NFL Combine, he clearly did enough on tape in Northern Iowa to be selected in the fifth round by the Colts. And his raw skill set at least makes him a taxi squad stash in Dynasty. In the fifth round, you're basically taking no risk to roster him. And his ceiling is relatively high, especially if Andrew Luck comes back since Indianapolis no longer has Dante Moncrief on its roster and desperately needs a wide receiver too to complement T.Y. Hilton in the long term. And before I round out this week's show, I actually have a few bonus names that have no ADP. They're going undrafted for the most part in Dynasty rookie drafts. And I have four that I want to highlight for you. First, Braxton Berrios, wide receiver, New England Patriots. He's 5'9", 184 pounds, attended Miami, sixth round pick. He's someone you want to stash. The slot wide receiver is an invaluable resource in that offense in both fantasy and the NFL. Boston Scott, running back, New Orleans Saints, 5'7", 195 pounds, attended Louisiana Tech, sixth round pick. As fantasy owners, we have to take note whenever the Saints allocate a pick to running back in the NFL or sign one in free agency, so he's worth the stash. And then Jake Wynicke, wide receiver, Minnesota Vikings, 6'4", 221 pounds, South Dakota State. He was a UDFA, somehow did not hear his name called, despite his prolific numbers he posted alongside Dallas Goddard in that offense. Reminds me a lot of Adam Thielen, right? Not respected coming out of college, has a size to be a wide receiver one, has those traits. I like Wynicke a lot, and he is someone I am picking up each and every league slash draft I can and then how about Trey Quinn Mr. Irrelevant the last pick in the NFL draft landed with the Washington Redskins six foot 203 pounds SMU product just like that of Cortland Sutton as I mentioned a seventh round pick 
Washington's depth chart is wide open outside of Jameson Crowder and Josh Dotson, so Trey Quinn could certainly be fantasy relevant at next to no cost. Sign me up for all these names. And one more time, a quick review of the rookie draft gems. That's rounds two to five. In the second round, target Dante Pettis, Michael Gallup. In the third round, be sure to target Dallas Goddard, Traquan Smith, and John Kelly. In the fourth round, don't forget to target Jamon Moore, Josh Adams, and Kiki Kuti. In the fifth round, Richie James and Doris Fountain. Hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of the show. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at CoreyEvansNFL at DynastyDudePod. If you need rankings, hit up the DynastyDude.com. I'm updating them every single week. Until next time, this is the Dynasty Dude checking out. Hope you all have a fantastic week. See ya!